listening to Thrift, What Your Garage Sale Says About You, a podcast that explores the stories behind the things we once loved and are ready to let go of. Thanks for the memories of rainy afternoons, swingy Harlem tunes, motor trips and burning lips and burning toast and prunes. How lovely love. I'm Maggie Blaha, and in each episode of the podcast, I'll be checking out a garage sale in the Atlanta area and sometimes outside of it, to talk to people about the things they're selling. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about a different kind of yard sale that I visited in August 2017. It was different in the sense that it wasn't hosted in the front yard of someone's home in a small suburban neighborhood, but in two conference rooms of a courtyard hotel here in Atlanta. It was also different because the rooms were lined with tables and booths that were set up by people looking to find a good home for their Japanese katanas, Wonder Woman costumes, and comic book character figurines. I learned about the first ever Atlanta cosplay yard sale on Facebook. I believe a friend of mine indicated they were interested in attending, which is why it showed up in my feed. And I figured I'd go and see if anyone would be willing to talk with me. It was about a month before Dragon Con which is a huge multi-genre convention that takes place every year in downtown Atlanta over Labor Day weekend. So it was the perfect time for a cosplay yard sale. The event post I found read, It's almost time for Dragon Con. Don't have your costume ready? Need to pick up a few items for the one you're working on? Or maybe you need some extra money for Dragon Con and it's time to sell off some of those pieces that you've been looking to get rid of. This is the first Atlanta cosplay yard sale. All vendors are welcome and space is very limited. I've never been to Dragon Con myself, but I have a lot of friends who go every year, and I've been to Comic Con in New York a few times, so I know how much time, effort, and money go into putting a costume together. And for people who really get into cosplay and attend multiple events around the world, props and wigs and makeup can accumulate quickly. Most of the vendors had racks and boxes full of clothing for sale. A few even had pictures of models wearing the different costumes they were selling, so people could get a better idea of what they would look like. I have to admit that the event wasn't quite what I was expecting. For one, it was smaller than I thought it would be. A lot smaller. And I also thought it would feel more like a comic book convention, but it didn't. It kind of just felt like any other rummage sale. But for many of the vendors, like Cindy, who spent some time working as a vaudeville and cabaret performer, the event was a great way to make sure all the costumes they'd been holding on to for years went to a good home. I have been going through my stuff for a while, um, deciding that I don't need as much stuff as I have, and um, but holding on to it because I wasn't. I wanted to make sure that it was, you know, going somewhere that it would be appreciated. Which sounds a little silly when I say it out loud, but um, I thought that this would be a great place to, you know, see people's ideas on how to reuse things and um, clear out my house. One question that's really at the heart of this podcast is, why a garage sale? As in, why bother having a garage sale to sell things you don't need anymore or never needed to begin with when you're not exactly going to make a ton of money for it? The Atlanta cosplay yard sale is a little different, of course, as it's just a yard sale in name only. Most vendors could get away with charging a decent amount for their costumes and props. But I got the sense that while some of the vendors were ready to let go, they still wanted to make sure that these pieces they had made by hand or went on a quest to find would continue their legacy of being worn at different nerdy conventions. We were just talking about how cool it is to do events like this because you have things that you're like, I don't want to just give this to Goodwill. I wanted to go someone who will really appreciate it for what it is and enjoy it. 
says Laura, a young woman who's been cosplaying for 15 years and seems to have attended every convention there is in the U.S. at least once. It's fun when, um, when someone finds something that they're like, oh, this is exactly what I needed, or it's perfect for them, and they're excited and you're excited to see it go to someone who will enjoy it. You do this for a while, you accumulate things that are just taking up space in your closet at this point um, that are still useful to someone. Do you make a lot of the costumes? How long have you been a vaudeville performer? How long have you had a lot of these things? I do make a lot of costumes. Um, maybe a third or half of what's in here in my booth is handmade by me. Um, some of it just for fun, some of it is stuff that I made for myself and have decided I no longer want or need or doesn't fit anymore, so I want to pass it along to someone else. Um, some of this stuff was like my favorite clothes in high school uh, and it's been a hot minute. Like my 10th my anniversary has already passed to give you an idea. <laughs> But uh, some of it is, you know, like I bought it with the intention of wearing it and then it sat in my closet for two years and never got worn. So saying goodbye to it. That was Cindy again, telling me about some of the pieces she was selling, how long she had them for, how she found them. Turns out she's more of a dancer than a cosplayer, but both have to put a lot of thought and work into crafting a persona. I have a few pieces that I made, like I have this pair of striped shorts here that kind of look Ooh. like... Um, fancy frilly bloomer type things and I made these for uh, yeah overabundance of buttons um, I made these for a steampunk fashion show several years ago so there's kind of a specific memory attached to those um, I didn't wear them a different model did okay uh, and then I have let's see like this this coat someone was uh, kind of in awe of earlier which I was starting to make for um, a friend and just th that I wanted to make, not that he had asked for. And I just never finished the whole <laughs> outfit, so it ended up in the box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to me, a Jane Austen fan, this coat Cindy's talking about looks like something a brooding Mr. Darcy in any film adaptation or at any Austen festival would wear. It was steampunk inspired. Steampunk is a genre of science fiction that uses a historical setting and features some form of anachronistic technology, like steam-powered machinery. The genre has not only influenced its own convention, but has also spread into the world of comic books. A quick Google search will pull up images of steampunk Spider-Man, steampunk Batman, steampunk Green Lantern, and so on. One of the pieces Cindy was selling was even once worn by a local Atlanta legend. This is uh, this piece. Oh, that's a fun. Beaded fringe. <laughs> Bra. Um, this belonged to Torchy Taboo originally, who is um, a local burlesque performer from back in the day. She's still around, but she doesn't perform as much anymore. Oh, so. And you don't want to hold on to it anymore? Yeah, um, I kind of bought it to support her, but also was like, oh, I could cannibalize these pieces because it's, you know, not my size bra. Right, right, right. Uh, and then I never figured out a costume that would match the pieces, so I never got around to it. I had never heard of Torchy Taboo, but then I'm not an Atlanta native. Torchy's had an amazing life and career as a burlesque performer. Her signature act, according to interviews I've read, was lighting her beaded bras on fire. I'm not sure if the bra Cindy bought was one of those bras. It didn't look like there were any burn marks on it. For both Cindy and Laura, there was a real desire to find a new and better life for the things they were selling, as though they were trying to find people to adopt a child or pet they couldn't take care of anymore. Well, 
for Laura, maybe there were a few things she was having a little trouble parting with. I will admit there are a couple of things that later in the day I have gone, oh no, you know what, I want to keep this and just put it back in my bag. <laughs> yeah, that one's, that one's hard to let go of. But, you know... Doesn't really fit anymore, and it's just okay. If the right person comes along and really wants it, I'll let it go. But <laughs> so, are you like judging which people can take your stuff? Oh no, 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 no. It's just you know, if someone comes along and it really speaks to them and they're excited to have it, then I would be okay with letting okay. it go. I'll just say one thing about this R2D2 dress. This was the only thing I had any desire to buy. It didn't look like a costume at all. It was this retro, 1950s-style party dress with a full skirt that would fly through the air if you spun around in it and an adorable blue bow that tied in the back to cinch the waist. Laura also told me about a few other really interesting pieces she was selling. This one is um, it's like a hot pink corset, hot pink and brown leather kind of pleather print. And um, <laughs> this was kind, kind of a, a funny, you know, kind of a... a I won't say a joke costume necessarily, but it grew out of a funny trend we found within steampunk was that like, you know, the joke about steampunk is that when goths discover brown, so just everything is brown and like, oh, like, you know, antique color. And I was like, I want to make a steampunk costume that has hot pink in it because that's just loud and something you're not used to seeing. So I designed this whole costume around hot pink steampunk. Oh, nice. So okay. there was a, a dress that went with it and there were other pieces, but at this point all I have left is the corset. And I'm like, do you, you know. Do you feel you're ready to let it go? Or is yeah. it like a piece that's hard to, okay. I mean, it's, I like it because um, it's probably one of my favorite corsets I've sewn myself. Um, they can be a little challenging and I think it came out nicely, but I haven't worn it in a few years at this point. Okay. So it's time for it to go. Um, <laughs> and uh, are you going to Dragon Con this year? Oh yes, absolutely. We'll be there. Do you know what you're going as yet? I am going to be cosplaying Valkyrie from Marvel Comics. And we're also doing a group from the uh, Glow TV show. This should be fun. I've been thinking about how cosplayers tend to be, well, not taken seriously would probably be the nice way to put it. I'm not sure that I took this yard sale very seriously. I thought it was a laugh. A yard sale I could cover in a very tongue-in-cheek fashion. But I ended up meeting two interesting characters who helped me better understand the craft and art of cosplay. That's it for this week's episode of Thrift. Thanks for listening. Uh, thank you so much.